0: This is your Womanhood After Motherhood podcast. Welcome to Womanhood After Motherhood. Thank you so much for being here. I am your host, Reva. Today, I'm going to call up my friend, Dina Pino, and we're going to have a little chit chat about something I've been thinking about. In a new segment, I'd like to call Tete-a-Tete with Dina Pino. Hello, Dina Pino.
1: Reva Lombardi. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm a... Long-time
0: fan, first-time caller. Oh, oh, goodness. Thank you. This is a new segment I'm working on called Tete-a-Tete with Dina Pino.
1: You mean tete tete
0: <laughs> Yes, I wanted to ask you. I've always used tete-a-tete, and I'm like, that's not how you say it. When you look it up, it says... sounds like you're saying tit-a-tete, but I mean...
1: Six of one, half a dozen of the other. It's the tete same tete,
0: thing. Tete-a-tete. Tete-a-tete. Head-to-head, private conversation, tete-a-tete. Tete-a-tete. Yeah.
1: Tete-a-tete.
0: Tete tete. Yeah. Tete tete. With tete. your French background, you can mm-hmm. give us uh, the, the proper Française uh, pronunciation. I don't oui, know. Oui, have... oui,
1: c'est ça. Portage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> a tete-a-tete is a private conversation, right? A one-on-one okay. That's what, yeah. uh, that's apparently what people use, that the, the, yes. the term people use.
1: Yeah. Getting, really think about what we're talking about. Have a serious conversation about this yeah. topic that you're bringing forth.
0: And us. in a private conversation, really a tete-a-tete is a private conversation, mm. which I also, uh, find perfect because this is a private conversation that we then will broadcast to everyone. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. <laughs> so treat it as a private conversation. Say whatever the heck I want.
0: Yes, Exactly.
1: And then worry about judgment later.
0: and then that's yeah. it, and then everyone that's will it. It will just listen to our to our conversation. So uh, for our first uh, our first episode, our first segment here that we're doing in this, um, I wanted to talk to you and get your take on this email I got from my brother. So my brother he's he's so sweet my my loving my lovely brother, great guy. Uh, so he forwards me this email. This email from uh, Chip Connolly. And this guy, Chip Connolly, runs the Elder Institute or the Elder Academy. Let me look it up. What's it called? It's, uh, oh, I've already, where did I put it here? I should have looked him up. I was
1: very confused by referencing this Chip fellow.
0: Yeah. So Chip Connolly, he runs the Modern Elder Academy. It's something that my brother subscribes to. So he he forwards this email to me. Uh, I immediately, I, I scan it and I'm like immediately infuriated. I was like, this guy, who is this guy? Chip Connolly? And the email is about, it's called Helen, Helen Mirren made me do it. And it's, uh, the gist of it when I just scanned it, there was a picture of Helen Mirren who looks super sexy and this low cut shirt. She's wearing this, gray really big round neck uh shirt and you can see some cleavage and a tattoo coming out of her decollete and she's rugged and and you know her shaggy hair and she just looks so fierce and rugged and gorgeous and the the uh his little blog the blog is about oh this can be this can be considered womanhood too this is beautiful and my back went up immediately. I was like, who is this guy saying, is he just realizing now that, yeah, women are beautiful at all ages and that, yeah, she's still a woman? And as I read it again and continued, I realized it was a guest post. <laughs> and the guest post ah, was yes. was, it was written by a woman. So it was written by a woman. Her name, just to give her credit here, uh, her name is Tanya, Tanya Carrier. Uh, so it's this guest post, and the the gist of the post, it's called Helen Mirren Made Me Do It. And the article is about how she sees this picture of Helen Mirren, and she is a woman in her late 40s or early 50s, and she is inspired that, oh, womanhood can also look like this. It doesn't just look like these shiny, perfect, flat, tumied, tall, blonde women. But also, this is womanhood too. Uh, what was, what did you think when you first saw it?
1: Well, I'm glad you acknowledged that it was a uh, a guest post because uh, your your brief uh, introduction to it said, Can, "Read this. Can you believe it? I'm so infuriated with this Chip fellow." And I think, yeah. as I'm reading it, she doesn't realize that Chip didn't write this. That Chip is just putting this in his magazine because he thinks <laughs> it's a nice take mm-hmm. on. A woman talking about womanhood. Right, right. Um, I was not infuriated. Mm -hmm. I was uh, both in rampant agreement and, um, uh, yeah, this is my experience so far. I'm in my mid to late 40s, my late 40s. And I'd say in the past three months, I suddenly feel like I've aged like Five ten years, I feel like something I don't know—environment or it's suddenly I feel older, and suddenly I feel like, what? I I can't be what I was ten years ago. It was a mm. really different time. I was a different person, uh, emotionally, physically. How I present myself, and so as I was reading it, um, and maybe you can put up a link for your listeners to read it it was a really nice read it was really um personal and fun and uh really it really spoke to me uh what did she say that that really
0: well I would love to just do a little quote here oh yeah if I can if I can start with that because yeah so it starts with um uh, I was sitting at Starbucks, coffee in hand, and I'm, I'm going to skip around here, but just to give you the gist. I was sitting at Starbucks, coffee in hand. That's when it happened to me. That's when this photo happened to me. And then she puts the photo of Helen Mirren. I froze. <coughs> oh, I have a frog in my throat. Hang on a second. Oh,
1: and <coughs> grenouille. But Ooh. in French, we don't say grenouille. We say uh, mm. something else. You have something else in your throat. A cat, I think. A cat? Well, could be. I think you say you have a cat in your throat.
0: <laughs> I don't know what it is. Listen, All the right. French
1: do everything different. Including aging, which we can take some lessons from.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's one of my favorite uh, books, womanhood, motherhood books, is the Bringing Up Baby, which oh, is, right. it's all the, the French mother that's, they, they know how to do it. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, she says, I froze my scrolling index finger midair. I was riveted. I could not stop looking. I felt like I had found something of importance. I looked at it and felt awestruck not because of her beauty or her fame but because i didn't realize until i saw this photo that this is what womanhood can look like real authentic vibrant strong badass commanding awesome and wrinkled so A lot she goes of great on descriptive words there yeah so she goes on to talk about her own journey and how uh, she her own journey of, of getting older and uh, all of the changes that happen as you move through your 30s and your 40s um, and how she didn't quite she goes on to talk about how she didn't quite know how she's supposed to be in her current body. She has said, I've achieved so much in my life. I do things I love. I have a wonderful career. But there is an unrest in me and perhaps a little sadness, a part of me that struggles with a loss of vibrancy, a giving up of the cultish-legged creature that once seemed fearless. I have a longing for a permission that I used to give myself to be glorious.
1: Right. As we age, wow. or we, we don't feel we have the permission to be glorious anymore. Right. I think I think that happens, and maybe it's like a North American or maybe even just our city. I don't know, but there's certainly, and, and maybe there's no truth to it. Maybe it's just where I'm imagining it, but it feels in the last few years where it's like, well, you're now a woman of a certain age, and this is how you should behave, or not that I feel like Jumping on a tabletop and dancing every day, but (laughs) sometimes I still feel that. Right? And I do feel. I think I will.
0: When I was in my early 30s, I remember a a mutual friend of ours, I won't name names, uh, who I, I mean, I loved my short skirts, my mini skirts. I was always a mini mini skirt. Like, I can't sit down and share a mini skirt. Oh, no. (laughs) Never could. Well, you did think- sit down in a chair. It didn't matter. <laughs> but thank God I did it because man, but this mutual friend of ours who said uh in our in early 30s, she's like, "Reva, you, you can't you got to stop. Like this is the last time you're wearing this. Like you cannot wear this anymore." And I really started to feel it then in my early 30s. Like, ooh, I need to... Okay, I can't wear the stuff I wore when I was in my 20s now. Which is, I mean, bullshit now looking back being uh, older. Um, But realizing... Certainly
1: you should have kept going through your 30s because now...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? And so I feel like something there there, it, there is a change and and we just I just discussed this actually in the podcast uh that about the misogynist chatter around the uh sex in the city reboot and just like that and how there is this gap between uh you're not this 2030 sexy sex kitten. I was referred to as a sex kitten. I'd just like to have that on oh, record. okay I very was that's nice. yeah
1: oh absolutely I concur Thank absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember ca- saying, hearing it, but I, I believe you that it was said because that would be an accurate. But
0: then there interview. is something between once you get into your late 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, before you become a senior citizen, there is this gap in between, right? And who are we in that gap? Before we are kind of like senile and we can't move very well and we're retired in Florida, Rita. but we're, but we're out of the jump. A- Know, right, But that's what I'm saying. But we're out of the age of, you know, being in our, our fun and flirty Mayskirts. 30. So what that little gap right there, what, like, why is there such this, what is womanhood in that gap? And I think that's what she's talking about. Who am I now? How do you figure that mm-hmm. out? Because I, I haven't, I, I don't have arthritis, you know, she, for her, I'm talking about her. Uh, yeah. She's saying, you know, she doesn't have arthritis everywhere. She's not a senior citizen. She is still. We still have this sex appeal. So, right. what kind of feelings did it bring up in you?
1: Well, um, I, I think it brought up some like, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one feeling this. Mm. Yeah, we're we're a little bit, um, you know. As I was leading into these years, I'm I'm an actor and I audition a lot for. Commercials. And as I was leading into this, uh, I remember meeting one actor who was saying, like, oh, I don't really go out for commercials anymore. Like, I'm just not, you know, I'm too old. And I thought, oh my God, what do you mean you're too old? Who, who, you're selling Tide, whatever. Yeah. But I see it. It's already shifting in this year that I'm not quite young enough to play the young, uh, a mom, but I'm not quite old enough um, to play like an older mom of a 20 year old. So, uh, where am I fitting in?
0: Um, yeah, because think, those women aren't represented on TV, and I think that's and the that big, I think is yeah. the
1: larger discussion. So they're not. So this sort of forty to sixty gap is is not really in storytelling. It's not in media. It's not. And to her point in in her in the blog or in the article is saying, like, uh, here's someone to look to on how to Helen really does this well, and look, she's not. Well, presumably not wearing any makeup, a very little or very natural looking makeup in this, and she's just stunning in this photo. She's so powerful and gorgeous and um, present. And so, yeah, going through it, i I just felt a camaraderie and saying, yeah. Uh, you know, one one thing that really stood out was the the benefits of aging. Uh, that she pointed out, which was, like, mm. the not giving a hoot about what anyone thinks. I'm doing things my way. I don't... Yes. Like, that is a real powerful um, situation to be in as we age. Like, you let go of those those insecurities of, like, well, oh, should I shouldn't I? Should I do this? Should I... Oh, I'll be this person for this person. And, like, all that is gone. Um, so, there. I tried to grab onto the uh, positives in there and not sort of wallow in that. Of course, I had I had this sort of Reva voice in the back of me going, Well, I was just enraged. I was absolutely <laughs> enraged. And thinking, What is she enraged at? Does she not know that this is going to happen to her? Does she not know that in just a few years, her metabolism is going to go.
0: Do not Say that. Rocket through. Oh, hon. No, I think what enraged me when I first read it. Because you thought was, it was a man that wrote it. Well, I thought it was a man who wrote it, and I thought he was having this epiphany of like, oh, she's she's a woman, even though she's yeah, she's old and wrinkled, and that that's still a woman. Um, and so that's what enraged me. But in in in, in realizing a woman wrote it, um, and it's her experience, I I still feel frustrated about it because I still feel sexy, I still feel, I I still want to be desired, and. I don't want that to go away in my 40s and 50s, and I it, it, it enrages me that that is what's going to happen. Because
1: I don't I don't think that's what she was saying. I don't think she was saying that it was going to all just go away. It's just a she was just saying there's a different way to frame it now, and a, and a different way to f- that society frames it. And so where do we? How do we identify? How do we still experience all these? How do we be glorious? How do we have permission to be glorious? Mm-hmm. and so i i I just mean things are inevitably going to change. this metabolism is a jerk
0: mm-hmm. a I jerk. think what what I'm saying is that the in terms of, like when I think about what she's saying in terms of the changes, it's when she talked about being young and and mm. so desirable mm. she got invited to the big meetings she right. was off for top tables at restaurants she skipped lines she walked down the street people noticed and she says i used to enjoy the attention i got from my youthful rendition of beauty don't get me wrong i wasn't anything particularly noteworthy just enough to fit the checklist that someone somewhere decided was the definition of who i should be thin blonde nicely shaped long-legged exuberant friendly, and full of possibility. And so the idea that that is what goes. It's that you get treated a certain way because you're young and youthful. And then once that goes, it's almost like it makes me think of these really cute kids who are like, oh, they're so cute. Everything they do is so adorable. And then they kind of get awkward and then they you know the even like the young kids who are movie stars and stuff and they get awkward and they are all like oh oh they did not they did not age yeah. they don't look they're not cute anymore and yeah. so then they don't get roles anymore and we don't want to see them on tv god forbid because they're not yeah. that cute little kid anymore yeah. uh and and dealing with that we all women actually have to deal with that
1: yeah uh, you know i think you you speak to just like an enormous topic of social um how does our world deal with looking at anyone and then judging them or saying what box they fit in i mean that is an enormous enormous discussion an enormous uh, we don't have the answers to it
0: so how do we but stop it how do we stop it we don't Astina? stop it
1: so what? You, so the, i think her i think her point is how do i what? then feel okay in this world that has opinions about aging and and i have to show that it doesn't matter and helmerian has shown that aging is doesn't mean anything. Look how amazing she is, and so I think you treat it like that, and you, you, you treat yourself as you did in your thirties too, or your twenties, and say, yeah, take the day on. I don't think it matters that we're old and wrinkly and dehydrated. <laughs> I'm so dehydrated. Why am I so dehydrated?
0: So my skin's so dry already. It's so just gonna dry. get more dry. <laughs> Oh God! I will say
1: this: I have I have naturally curly, curly hair, and when I and I often I wear it either curly or smoothed out, blown out straight. And I'll say I get very different treatment in public, like from strangers, a stores, or customer service in person, when I have curly hair and when I have straight hair. Very different. And so I think it's inevitable. Yeah, how we look is how people form opinions and.
0: How yes. So we that? need to we need to um reimagine ourselves now because we don't fit into I remember you and I went shopping. Uh gosh, it was years ago and it was what was that store that like just um it had all those really cute little dresses Anthropology. Anthropology, yes. And we went. And it had been years, but we went to Anthropology and uh and tried on all these dresses. And we're like, nothing really looks good. <laughs> we didn't end up buying anything. We must nothing. have brought like 20 things into the change room. But Aww, we didn't buy what anything. a sad shopping day. And, but it was because our Bodies old life change. didn't look. Yeah, our old life didn't look right on us anymore. And so it's not like we can't wear the short skirt or the tight dress or blah, blah, blah. We need to find things that we just can't wear the same one. Because we are, we're not the same person or same personality or same woman. So what is this woman now dressed like? Who am I now? And figuring out what is she like and what does she want and what does she look like?
1: Good point. Good point. I'll also sadly just say the facts. I'm, I'm 40 pounds heavier than I was <laughs> when we went on that shopping <laughs> trip. Like I can't <laughs> go in those. Oh, I literally cannot put on those same dresses or oh, pants or...
0: God, like, yeah, I, I don't it. understand. And she talks about that in the article. The whole thing scared me. I mean, she's, I guess, about 10 years older than me. Yeah, she sounds thing's... like she's
1: in her mid-50s.
0: And, uh, I think she's... she's... She she mentions as
1: being over 50 now.
0: Okay. So, so, maybe, I, well, so I'm she's presuming
1: mid-50s. She's over right. 50. She's, she mentions being over 50.
0: So, yeah, she's definitely, I mean, and she just talks about how, yeah, how how her body is changing so much. So I'm not looking forward to that stuff. I, I'm not, no. I'm worried. I'm worried about it. I'm worried. Yeah, it takes a and... lot
1: more work and a lot, yeah, where it didn't take much work in my 20s and 30s. Oh, gosh.
0: I could yeah. buy a $20, like, cheap, cheap dress, and I look like a million bucks. Cheap dress, no makeup, hair in a bun. And if I tried to do that now, I would look homeless. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I catch my reflection and say, oh my
0: God, what is... What is happening? What is <laughs> yeah. that? Sometimes that happens where I've, I've been so busy, woke up, and just, like, gone about my, my day. And then, like, four or five hours into the day, I'll catch a glimpse of myself in the <laughs> mirror and be like, Oh, my God, is that what I look like? I've been living my life like that for the past five hours? Holy shit. It's
1: awful. It is. It doesn't. and then, so how do we, yeah, what do we do in this... In this world where we don't look the same as we did 15, 20 years ago. And and yeah. um, the other night you guys came over for dinner and I hadn't put on makeup yet and I forgot. And I, I was like, and I caught my, and I was like, oh, this is horrible. I can't believe they have to look at this. I'm going to go put on some <laughs> mascara at least look a little bit more awake. It's just so rude. <laughs> it's Not so... that we should be emphasizing anything All on right. our looks, but somehow... I mean, it, do- it it just does. makes me
0: feel like I have a little mask on and you can't tell what I really who I really am anymore.
1: <laughs> no, I just need to look more awake. I I everything's like washed yeah. out and sunken. But oh, listen, yeah. there's some great things to aging and I think mm. if we figure out how to embrace them and mm. really live in our skin then that's when we will that's when we will be radiant. Look I think at that meet- picture of Helen. Like
0: that's I like think- yeah. Yeah. I think embracing that, absolutely, and figuring it out, figuring out like stop having the expectations on myself that I had in my twenties. Let go of those expectations and redefine what who I am as a woman now. And then go go a thousand percent into that. Because I think trying to hide it or balance it, you know, we're wearing like just clothes that are comfortable, but n- not really having any style because I don't really know what fits me anymore or whatever. Like I, I don't want to get to that. I want to just wear things that make me feel good. I feel like Oprah talks about that, and she oh, just, she must. yeah.
1: What does an Oprah talk about?
0: Yeah, because when you do, oh, honestly, uh, and she does it so well. But honestly, when you when you wear things that you uh, when you like when you feel like them, good then you then yeah. yeah, then you just, everybody can see it and then you exude that
1: absolutely I uh, bought a new coat and oh. yeah uh, I bought a new coat and today I was debating, should I take off the tag and wear it and I said, this looks like a million bucks, it was non expensive jacket but it looks like a million bucks, I put a scarf on that I don't normally like but it went really well with this yes. and I went out of the house feeling like okay, this is it, this is how This is my, this is my look this is my look, and I feel good. And this is—I mean, that's what we did in our twenties. We had yeah. a look that we just carried and and sold, and we loved it. And we—that's it. I can't do that anymore.
0: What we did didn't second then? guess it. Uh, I will post the picture of Helen, and I will uh, see if I can send a link to the article because I mean, I think it, it's a good read. Um, yeah. And I immediately found the writer on Instagram.
1: Oh, great.
0: Uh, as I want to know more about her. So I will link oh, to her well, as well.
1: shout out to her. Uh, yeah. Tanya Carrier. Funny. French last name. Lots of French. Listen, I think maybe we should go to Paris for a few months. And just see how they do it. Right? Let's go live in France for a few months.
0: I'm in. I'm in. Can we do that? Can we just leave the kids behind? I don't think so. Oh my Uh so everybody, uh, this is Dina Pino. she is a mom of two uh, amazing girls oh yeah and and uh, an actress and a comedian and thank you so much for doing this tete-a-tete with Dina Pino today.
1: Thank you, Riva Lombardi. It was really nice.
0: Ciao, ciao and thank you all for listening. Head over to Instagram at Womanhood after Motherhood to continue the conversation and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for updates on the latest episodes.